0: So, uh, I told, I told uh, Aaron, you know, I was, today was my get-me, he said, boy, when you come back off, it's hard to get back in the rhythm and all that stuff. I said, well, today's my get-back-in-the-rhythm day, and y'all got to hear me preach, so it might be really bad. Uh, but uh, but uh, I hope it is profitable for you. But I, I have a subject that, um, man, we're at the eve of a lot of things going on in our country, and so I'm just going to call it this. You ready? Y'all ready? The elections are over. Now what? Now, some of you are going, the elections are not over. <laughs> I know, just give me a breather, okay? I know, I know they are not completely over and all this stuff, but you get the point. On Tuesday, um, it, it's Wednesday night, and, and on Tuesday, is as, as come and gone, and there are a lot of li- issues left over from Tuesday in our country, and and um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sad about that for America that there is issues Still linger, and that's not good for any any part of our system, but and we all have our views, and we all have our conspiracy theories that may have went wrong or right, and I don't know I'm not here to try to figure stuff whether they went. Uh, you know I, I just it seems like this is what I want to say. it seems like our country, and no matter where you stand and this thing called. Life in America, but it seems like we are on shifting sand. And I don't say that just because of an election. Uh, uh, That's in general. We are on shifting sand. And the one thing I know is that I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the rock. And so I... um, when I woke up this morning and when I wake up in the morning, no matter what happens or the next morning, if God bless us with that, Jesus will still be Lord in my life. Right. And and I think that's the beautiful thing as a Christian, that all of my, uh, all of my joy in life is not based off of politics. Uh, again, wherever you're staying, because one, one time you might win, one time you might lose, but My joy in life is not based off of politics. It's based off of the real kingdom that I'm a part of, and that is the kingdom of the Lord. And I I don't want to be cheesy with that. That's a big deal to me because my joy is an everlasting joy because of that. And so kingdoms come, kingdoms fall, but my God lasts forever kings have been rising kings have been falling for eons of times and the fact of the matter is Jesus is still Lord and so I, I come tonight to tell you the elections are over now what now what what's the next step what's the next step and I have a few things that I want to say here tonight and these are not going to be controversial you know I don't get into politics I don't uh, I just again I, 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 I preach Jesus here but I want to I want to talk about a few things that, that I've decided, that I've decided, and, and I hope that you will join with me on these. Number one is I've decided on some things that I will con do, continue to do regardless on who wins elections, state, local elections, regardless of what goes on in our world in, those, in that nature, um, every two years, every four years, whatever it may be, local National, whatever it is, the things that I've decided I will continue to do regardless, regardless, is, I will continue to pray for those in authority. Yes. Right. Now I'm going to say some things tonight again, not controversial, but I, I want to just re-anchor that we're the church, right. and um, that I am going to continue to pray for those in authority. And I will never stop doing that because I have a god-given mandate in First Timothy chapter two, verse two that tells me to pray for those who have or that are in authority, and so that is the one of the things that I choose to do. I don't choose when my guy wins or when my guy loses, or gal or whatever it may be. Uh, Wins or loses, I don't base my prayer on stifling uh, prayer based on that because this is the deal. They are, whoever's in char, charge is making decisions every day that will alter history and must have our prayers to choose and make wise decisions in the process. I can't even fathom, fathom the amount of pressure. At the at at the level of of some of the things we vote on, it's a, even a, even in local races. Um, uh, I was talking to one of our local leaders here this past year during COVID, and the pressure on him was unbelievable. Just as a county judge, and I can't even fathom this is over a little bitty Hardin County, uh, but throw up and throw us up in the middle of a huge. Uh, national things going on and the amount of pressure that are on our leaders and I'm going to tell you if the church needs to be anything it needs to be praying that God would intervene and give wisdom to whoever is in authority is that a word is that a word so let's pray that so let's not let's not let's not quit that let's not Let's, let's always be that some other things that I've decided I will continue to support my local church I don't care who wins uh, this, this um, I'm saying what I'm saying for a reason um, 2020 has been the toughest time on the church and when I say that I'm, I always say this I'm not talking about the, just our church but the Big C Church, church in general has been the, the toughest season that in my years that I've been alive, the, the toughest I've ever seen. Uh, churches are closing down uh, by the droves and and I know that's not what you hear because you don't hear the church thing and we live in southeast Texas but churches are, are hurting. Um, my uh, brother um, uh, Michael Scobie started a church and he's doing phenomenal by the way but a lot of the churches that started the same time with him in Houston, the same time, uh, it's, it's amazing how many of those, those startup churches just shut down. And I give honor and God's blessings on Michael because he's doing really well in this time. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to give a negative report. I'm trying to say during any kind of change, and if COVID was that, any kind of change, make sure you still stay connected to your local church. Um, stay, still, stake. I, I, I thought about this today when I was thinking about this. That I believe that there's going to come a day, and they, they've already been after this, and uh, that there's going to come a day when your tithe and offering giving to the church will not be tax exempt. It just, it's, it's on its way. It's coming one day, and that's 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 what I mean. Because there's people that give based on it being a tax exemption because it's a charitable gift there's going to come a day and that's going to be one of those times when we have to really make a decision am I, am I really in this am I really going to support the kingdom of God so you understand where I'm going this church is a great supporter of the kingdom of God but I'm just setting some things that I've decided and I hope you will join me that no matter what goes on no matter um, uh, you know, if they get to the point uh, i 've got f- people that are pastors in California, Pastor Art Hodges there, um, he 's went to the Supreme Court in California fighting for the ability to open his church back up and lost and had national attention and um, what i 'm trying to tell you is that church is still rallying around their pastor, and they 're finding a way to make it work, and that 's what I mean. In difficult times, are you all in? And I'm not saying that we're, we're in the worst of the worst times. That's not what I mean by all that. I'm not trying to be depressing. But I'm trying to say we need to make, really, really, we're really in good times. We need to make up our mind in good times while we're serving the Lord. Uh, even in this local church, we have lost people. Uh, and I don't mean a change in church deal. I'm talking about they've quit serving the Lord. And I've always seen that, and I've said this before, but in times where hurricanes or anything that comes along that throws the system out of the whack for a little while, I've seen it before, and I've often said we've lost the peripheral of the church. We'll lose that, that outer edge sometime of the church, that people are just kind of in it for the show, or in it for the fun, or in it for a place to have a, a glorified social gathering. That's not what the church is. The church is the body of Christ, and we're in it. We're in it for the long run. We're in it to win it. We're in it all of our life from, from, from birth to, to birth in the church and the kingdom of God to the grave. I want to be in the kingdom of God. Can, I give the, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you feel that way, if you feel that way? The next thing that I've decided no matter what is I will continue to share my faith with others. No matter. No matter. I will continue to share my faith with others no matter. No matter who is in office, people need Christ. Um, if, If Trump was your man, guess what? During those four years, people were still on drugs, people still were depressed. If Biden, your man, and he goes in, people are still going to be on drugs. People are still going to have poverty. People are still going to have struggle. People are still going to have racial issue things. It doesn't matter. It's in our world. What I'm trying to say is no matter what, guess what? The church, it's our time. It's our time to share the gospel of hope to a world that seems so hopeless in their eyes they need peace they need hope and I know the one that can walk into their darkness and give them light I know that one do y'all know him (laughs) it's rhetorical I know you do but we know him and this is not a time for us as the church to be quiet about those things. And I don't mean to be militant. That's not what I mean. But to be wise and be, but, but share the gospel with people. Um, if these people are here, I don't mean to embarrass them, and I won't call names. But, uh, in fact, this is a good thing. So uh, a couple, uh, couple, three weeks ago or something like that, it was about three weeks ago, something like that. I can't remember if it was a Wednesday or Sunday. But I said, hey, why don't you all do something? Would you all bring a guest with you next week? Would y'all bring a guest with you next week? And we kind of say those things often. You know, we want you to bring people. Well, we had some new people in the church. They just started coming to church here. And um after service I walked back and they had like six people with them. And I said, um, uh, and I said, Hey man, y'all have got some guests with you today and they're they're brand new. I said, Yeah. Well they said, You asked us to bring some. And I went, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I sure did. I sure did. I, I yeah. I, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? And and what I meant is I want to stay hungry like that. I want to stay I want to stay uh to the point where people you know sometimes around Easter we make a a people push for you to, you know, talk to somebody, invite somebody and sometimes people are just waiting on an invite. They're just going, I wish somebody would invite me. Uh it just just and so you know, and I th- But I think sometimes we, we continue to bark up the same tree. We've been asking old, old Joe or old Bill or, or old Sally. I don't know why they always have to be O, young. young. But ask the same one forever, forever. And we have fished and fished and fished in that pond. Let's keep praying in that pond, but why, why can't we go over and ask somebody fresh? somebody hungry. I believe, pray this prayer, Lord, lead me to those who are hungry. Lead those, me to those who are thirsty. Let me say the right thing at the right time and the right moment that it affects and touches somebody's life. And so I want to, I, I've made a decision, I want to keep sharing the gospel no matter what is going on. And so there are people definitely def- searching for him. So Let's let's keep talking. What what it's the election is over now. Now what? Let's let's talk about some more things. I will continue to stand together with those who are defending my nation, our nation. Right. And I love America. My grandfathers both fought in World War II. Um, gave gave so much. Uh, Papa Keating had a bayonet run through his 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 big forearm right here and. And Papa Brazel's ears, he couldn't hear because all of the gun shells around him. And I listen to those stories, and I I have his war books that he gave to me that are precious to me, and all of those things. And I'm intrigued by these men's service to their country. And they're two of multiplied millions, or probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands through the years that have defended our nation. And I don't mean just those who are uh, in in our service but also our first responders, people that are fighting for their country every day. Hey, I, I I'm with these people. I'm with these people. They they are people that are uh, that are that, that love their country. And they're of all different nationalities and they're of all different brands and they're of all of different creeds and they're of all different uh, beliefs as far as political beliefs. But there are people that love and I want to look through the eyes and the glasses of people that I have a God that they need and I want to put those glasses on and no matter what they look like, uh, what they've been through in life, I want to present a gospel to them that they want the gospel that we have. Amen? Amen, I hope this is a, a positive word for you after a lot of stuff. Um, so others may criticize our nation, and there are people out there that that do that, but i I, I will not I I, 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 will, I I will work to change it, and I am a avid believer in things that are against the word of God, and I will fight for uh, the belief that Children should live and not die and be murdered. Or, I, I will fight for those things that are moral beliefs, but I, 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 and, and the Word of God beliefs, but I will, I will continue to love and no matter what the person out there and how they voted, I want to love people because even though I want to work to bring positive change. In our country, I want to still uh, stand behind with love everybody in our country. So, maybe risky to say some of these things, but I can't imagine it being risky. This is <laughs> this is this is just this is this is Bible stuff, I and mean, we're just talking about loving people. And so, now some people make it hard for you to love. Can I get a? I'm here like, Jesus, Jesus, help me, help me right now, Lord. And, and I know that, but he, can, he will, he will. Uh, we all have those in your mind. Trust me, I'm a pastor, and I have a, a couple of those people occasionally that I have to work. The Lord, Lord, help, help me right now, help me. Now, none of them are here tonight or on Sunday. They're all, they're all people that, uh, that you don't know or something, I don't know. <laughs> So, but I, I I believe our country is um, I don't think it's over for our work, for our country. I I think that um, this country is so big in the national um, picture because it is America that funds missions across the world. It is it is America that finances missions, and if for anything for any other reason, I believe God has America in the picture to finance missions across this world, to get the mission into our foreign countries and missions into parts of this country that need help. And I believe God has a special place for America. I just believe that. I just believe that. So the election's over. Now what? I will listen with an open mind and heart to all who disagree with me. I will listen with an open mind and a heart to all who disagree with me. Now, that doesn't mean I agree with everything, but I listen to people all the time as a pastor that I don't agree with. I listen to people all the time that I don't agree with their doctrine. Uh, You can put two pastors in in a room and put the same Bible in front of them, and they'll go to town fussing and fighting about doctrine. Trust me. So I, I, I'm, we're, we're used to, in the church, having disagreements. Now, also I also want to be able to listen with an open mind. That doesn't, when I say open mind, that doesn't mean that I am going to take on all of their beliefs. But I'm, only, I'm going to listen to them because what I'm listening for is if they're, if they're mad, where are they hurting at? If they're ticked off, what made them ticked off? Because I have the answer. I have the answer. And the answer is, is, is I believe Christ and I believe the church of the living God. So I'm not looking for that pressure point where, boy, if they say this, I'm going to, boy, I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, you, uh, I'm, I want to listen. I want to. I may disagree with you. I uh, there are so many people in our world right now that uh, that I want to tell you they they just know how uh, they've got I've got buttons that they can push. I'm not talking about church people. I'm talking. Come on, let's get real. There can be certain things happen I see on TV that makes me. Want to, and, there, and, and I don't think there's anything fr- wrong with me being frustrated and angry when I see uh, things done that shouldn't be done to innocent people because I believe that's biblical. But I, 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 got, I have to control that. I have to, be, I have to be kind with that. I have to be loving with that. It's not my purpose and will in life to leave a legacy that he was a professional chew people out on social media person there 's nothing wrong with standing your rights there 's nothing wrong with believing what you believe there 's nothing wrong with that, but I want to love and I want to listen and i want to I, I sometimes I can agree to disagree, but I want to do that and be able to do that with kindness and love and This is a statement that I want to make it that I am a christian before i 'm an American and and nothing can change that and so before I get into American politics and before I get into America this and that, I, as much as I love America, I am a Christian first. And that really may come to play some point in our lives. I don't know. But um, I'm a Christian first. Come on, somebody say I'm a Christian first. I'm a Christian first. And I am, uh, you know, when I was little, they used, to, they used to line us up and say, y'all know where I'm going with? What, what is it? Uh, I'm in the Lord's army. Some of you people that run and raise in the church go, that paper crazy, I'm telling you. Come on, we say it. I'm in the Lord's army. I may never, what was it? Shoot, march in the infantry, shoot the artillery. Fly the F- oh, you got to go fly. Should I get us to stand? No, I'm just going to <laughs> fly over the infantry, but I'm in the Lord's army. It'll be one of those songs that keeps you up at night. You're like two in the morning. I'm in the Lord's army. <laughs> Baby, why are you kicking? Oh, yeah, I'm just. I'm just uh... but, but we are. We're in, we in the Lord's army. So I will listen with an open mind and heart to all who disagree with me. Again, may not take on their deal. I, when I hear arguments and things that I don't agree with in the church, that's why I've often said in the church, we can, we can come in, we don't all have to agree. I have to agree. I mean, only churches that everybody agrees, they they call that a cult. And we don't, and and they, like, if you don't agree with them, they they whip you, they beat you, they do something crazy, you know. We don't do that here. So we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have things that we, amen? And so in that, you don't have to see eye to eye with me. I don't have to see eye eye to eye with you. One of the the most beautiful, I always love this example, is on the Ark of the Covenant, there's two angels. On the Ark of the Covenant, there's two golden angels. And both of the angels, this is one of my, I just love this. The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. And there's two angels on the top, and both angels are not looking at each other. They're looking at the Ark. And the whole picture is, is that, they are, even the angels don't see eye to eye, but they can see, be together through the power of the agreement of his presence. Isn't that good? So we may not see eye to eye, but I can do the same presence of the Lord with you. I can, I can worship with you. I can, I can feel his presence. We can, we can grow together. I may not see church the way you see it. I may not agree with you here on this issue. I may not agree with you this and that or some, some issue on how you dress or how you live or this or that. And, and man, we may generally look at that and go, hey, they're living out of the moral standards. I, I get that, but still, we're gonna love, we're gonna caress, we're gonna be kind, we're gonna pray, we're gonna see. Instead of talking against them, I'm gonna pray for them. Come on, people, and I'm talking just basic church stuff, but, but, uh, but uh, I, I want us to be Christians first. I will pray for, the, this is the next thing I've decided, I will pray for the greatest revival in the history of America. Come on, people. Come on, church family. Let's pray for the greatest revival in the history of America. History has been dotted with great revivals throughout the age. There is the Cane the Ridge revival from generations and generations past. There's the, the Welsh revival that have been written about so much. There's the New York Prayer revival. There's the one you know about, the Azusa Street revival. Where's our revival? Where's our generation's revival? I'm ready for a revival, man. I'm ready for a revival. I want to see the greatest revival. My honest to goodness, I believe, even in Lumberton, Texas, in a fairly, uh, what you would say, not a super populated area, I believe there will be a day in Jesus' name that people will be standing in line to get in this house for two services. I believe it. I believe people. Are hungry. I believe people want something. I believe that, 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 that God is setting up things just the way God sets things up. He knows all about it. He knows the end from the beginning. He just wants the church to be in the right place at the right time, to be prepped, to be ready. I, I want to I be ready when God calls our number, when God wants, and I know God's already adding to the church, but I believe there's a great influx revival. I really do, I really do and, I, and I'm, I'm not waiting on the big influx I want to see people added to the church daily such as should be saved but I do believe there's a, 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 an influx of, of folks that are coming into not, not only this church but the church that is preaching this message with grace and truth I believe God has a plan a plan to raise up a powerful, powerful church in the end time I believe that you feel that way? And revivals are when the general population turns to God. The, the, uh, they, really, they really see how far that they've drifted and they begin to seek to come back. At times during revivals in years and generation past, they would literally, this is crazy, but jails were, would empty out. Courtrooms wouldn't, be, wouldn't, wouldn't have people in them because people were being saved and there wouldn't be anybody to do, to do court, I'm telling you stories from revivals and histories. God knows we need a revival. You know what we need in our judicial system? A revival. You know what we need in our jailhouses? A revival. You know what we need in our families across America? Revival. You know what we need? We need revivals and abortion doctors, and we need revivals in and, and 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 streets where the harlot walks. We need hope. We need revival. And guess what? You and I have the answer. And I don't want to speak that in a condescending way. I want to speak that with a hope that we have an answer for the world. We have an answer for the world. And so my prayer is for every church to experience God's presence. Folks, I'm going to tell you, there, there are churches. We're spoiled on Sundays. We're spoiled that when we sang those songs a few minutes ago, we felt the presence of God. There are churches in America, I'm talking about, that feel nothing on Sundays. I know you, you and I have probably been raised in environments where we've always been around the, the Spirit or, or, or you're comfortable with that. But there are places that on Sundays, Europe, their cathedrals are empty, are empty. Why is that? Because people were weary with not feeling anything when they come to church. And what happened? The churches died up. There may be money still coming into those churches that make them wealthy, but nobody's there on Sundays. Can I just tell you, God is wanting revival to come into not only this local church, but the churches of America and give us revival. God, give us the greatest revival we've ever seen. In Jesus' name. So, my prayer is is for churches to experience God's presence. I... I, um, I I, I'm not jealous with the presence of God. I I want it to touch. I want it to touch north, south, east, and west of us. We can't contain all what God wants to do. I want to grow. I want us to continue to grow. But we can't contain all of that. We can't contain God. I want him to get up in environments that have never felt this before. Never felt the presence of God. Never felt when they come to church, feel something. Feel that little tingling up their back when the presence of the Lord moves in. Whoo man, ain't nothing like it. I, I feel it right now. I feel, feel the presence of God. That I have people tell me quite often when they walk in here, they, they start crying and they say, but Pastor, it's not tears of, 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 of sadness, but tears of joy. Man, it's the presence of God moving on you and the way you respond to it. And, 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 and you walk in and you feel that drawing of the presence of God. Are we a perfect church? By no means, but the presence of the Lord is in the house and... I'm so thankful, and I want God to do that. In the Old Testament, the presence of God came down at the temple dedication, and the priests couldn't even stand up in the presence of God. In the New Testament, the Christians are in the great prayer meeting in Acts, and they and the, the place that the Bible says the place where they were assembled began the assembled began to shake. There's a movement. There's a manifestation. There's a there are God's in the room, and something's happening in the room. And, God, let it be. Give us an an awakening. Give us a great awakening in in the church in America, and and, and we need a passionate thirst for God's presence and that we're not simply attending church, but that we're stepping in and that, that we're vessels of his presence, that we are so full when we leave the house that we go back into the mission field of the world and the places that we work and. You, not because you're preaching Jesus everywhere, but people just say, dude, there's something different about you. What, what, what is it? I, you've got to, you have to tell me. What, what is, what's different about you? And, and before you say, well, I know how to make money, or I know how to, I'm a great businessman, or I, or I know how to build a house, or I know it. Before you say that, just say, man, I'm going to just tell you something. I got to tell you something. When I was such and such years of age, God filled me with the Spirit of the Lord. And he turned my life. Start a conversation. Give God an opportunity. Let God do a work in you. It, it, it was just a few days ago I came into a church and God began to touch me. It was a few weeks ago that I went through freedom and God delivered me from things that had bound me. Talk it. Speak it. That's the revival. That's the power of God. Let's let's have. I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm feeling a little preach on me right now. Let's have a little revival and let's have a revival in the presence of God. And so I want our atmosphere to be charged with the presence. What if, what if God has saved the greatest revival in history for our generation? What if, man? What if? What if the greatest revival? I just saw on Facebook today, and I don't even know the story behind it, and I can't wait, but Pastor Rex Johnson, my pastor, uh, just said in the last few weeks that he is praying for a 10,000 soul revival in Austin, Texas. And and man, they, they need a good revival in Austin, Texas. I'm serious. I, I was there for eight and a half years. I'm not talking about so much stuff going on in that area so many people lost God we need a 10,000 soul revival in Austin, Texas but we need thousands and thousands to be saved in the golden triangle and when I first moved here I thought boy this is a burnover over field there's a church on every corner then I started thinking up and I said well that church probably has about 200 in it the, the average church in America is in the 70s, 70-something people. So that, that church there may have 70. That one has about 40. I started adding up in this area. When I got to the end, I was like, that's all the Christians that are going to church? And I realized there's a lot of people that need Jesus right here in this area. Maybe people that have once known him but walked away, been burned out over religion, been burned out over. The, come on, let's let Parkway, let's, let's, let's let Parkway be a, a beacon, a lighthouse, amen? I'm preaching a little vision to you tonight, but I want to see the Lord do some things. And, and the next thing and the last thing I want to say is the, the election is over and now what? I, I will eager, eagerly, eagerly wait the returning of Jesus for his church I don't want to I don't want to lose sight of that I don't want to get so earthly focused and I think Christians should be involved in the political worlds I I think they need Christians there they need us with our morals in their environments but what I'm saying is this that I don't want to get so tangled up in this world that I forget my heavenly home is greater than where I'm at. That I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. I, my, my God's coming back. He's coming back, church. And I know we've been preaching it all your life, but do you know your life is just a speck in time? Mine, your life, just a speck in time, but one of these days he's coming back. And I'll tell you this, if he doesn't come by in my lifetime, that's all right. Because I still want to die having been saved. Because when this happens, what I'm about to read in a minute, the dead in Christ shall ride first to meet him. Hey, either way we win. That's right, that's right. Either way we win. You ready? Here we go. First John 14, verses one through four, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, somebody say, I will. I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be. He's coming back, church. I'm just telling you, he's coming back. He's coming back. I don't know the hour, but let me tell you how he's coming back. Are you ready? First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 says this. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we who are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus, we, thus shall we always be with the Lord Jimmy's coming back Ryan he's coming back It's not just a song we sing. It's not just a fairy tale from Disney World. He's coming back. And whether I'm alive and you're alive at that moment, hey, that doesn't matter at that moment. The fact of the matter is that you are going to meet up with him in the air. And so shall you ever be with the Lord. Come on, this is our retirement package. Y'all get more excited about that when I tell you about your retirement package at your work. This is our retirement package, church. No, I'm serious. If you flop financially, you're still got a great retirement package. So shall you ever be with the Lord. Don't let the devil steal your retirement package. Don't let him steal the joy of your future in him. Don't let him steal the joy of what is ever before you and keep it before you. We are going to meet him And we're going to meet him. And the Bible talks in prophecy that we're going to spend a thousand years at his feet just worship. The first thousand years just worshiping the Lord. Isn't that going to be amazing? Hey, if you don't like loud worship, you're not going to like heaven. I mean, it's because I'm gonna be hollering and screaming and Brandon, oh God, he's gonna be loud. But we're gonna gonna praise together. We're gonna magnify them together. I wonder if we could just stand right now and give him a little heavenly praise. Can you do that? Just give him a shout. Just give him a shout. Hallelujah, he is great. He is high and lifted up. His train fills the temple. He is great, he is beautiful. We magnify you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hey, I know what 2020 is like. I'm not crazy. If it can happen, it's happened, right? But I know this. No matter what happens in this world, hallelujah, I have an eternal reward. Come on, man. I have a eternal reward. We don't know the day nor the hour. uh, One of the the men that uh, some of you have heard of him, in fact, in our last life group, we showed a whole series of of, of videos uh, from the man I'm about to tell you about, but his name is Irvin Baxter. Uh, Irvin Baxter, he just passed away yesterday. And uh, Irvin was wanting to see the coming of the Lord. He's a national uh, syndicated uh, radio, XM radio, national TV uh, I've met him, got to do ministry with him a few times, amazing dude, and he was so excited about living in this time, that's one of the things I told Adina today, I said, or yesterday, I said, one of the things, my favorite things about Irvin, he was just brilliant about the end time, and brilliant about prophecy, and best I have ever heard on it, and we did a whole life group last session, a uh, season about him, the best I've ever heard explains some of this stuff, and it wasn't weird or crazy or out there, but, but, uh, but, but one of the favorite things about hearing Urban Baxter it was that he was so excited about living right now. He said, man, this is the greatest time. He said, would I want to be a disciple? No. This is the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive. Because we're seeing things happen that the Word of God in Revelations is starting to talk about This is the cool moment to be alive. And I thought about that today, but I'll tell you this, Irvin Baxter wouldn't trade nothing. As much as he wanted to be alive when Jesus came back, he wouldn't trade anything right now because COVID took him out, but I'm just telling you what, that ain't really the deal. COVID didn't ever have anything over him. God and his power and his glory chose Irvin to bring him home early, but I gotta tell you, (laughs) Irvin's worshiping, (laughs) hallelujah, he's... Because our reward is amazing. Our reward is amazing. That's why even the sting of death the Bible talks about. He takes the sting of death out. Why? We're going to see our loved ones again. How many of y'all have loved ones that are on on the other side, on the good side? (laughs) You may not be the judge, but you know, man, these people lived a faithful life. They love the Lord. Can I just tell you, I don't know what their names are. I've pastored in the last 19, December will be 19 years. I've pastored amazing people. Do you know how many funerals I've done in the last 19 years? I my my I have done so many funerals. Sometimes a couple a week. Uh, sometimes they would hit me in threes and fours, and I would do tons of. Especially when I first came here, because our church was elderly when we first take, took it. And I did so many funerals, and I always often told people if we if we didn't keep growing, we wouldn't even have a church, because I mean it, when our first few years when it was an older church, and man, I did so many. But when I go back in time and I think about some of those people, man. When I go back and think about the nobles and Oh man, just amazing people, and your grandpa, and you, and and, 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 I, and I go back and I think about this one and that one, and, and man, it gets exciting. I'm going to see them again. I'm going to see my momma and papa's again, and I'm going to love them. Why? We've got a heavenly reward. How many of you have got some? Maybe a mama or a, a daddy or a grandparent or or a, or a, or a son or a daughter. I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. No matter where you're at in life, I don't know the election's over, but I'm telling you, Jesus is still coming back one day. Don't get, don't get this or that. No, Jesus still coming back. Jesus still coming back for his church. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you tonight. I, 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 um, I, I love you and I believe in you and I want to go to heaven with you. I want to go to heaven with you. Turn around to somebody and say, This is my church. And I want to go to heaven from here. <laughs> Amen. Tell somebody, say, it's my church. And I want to go to heaven from here. Tell him this too. say, I believe I can make it from here. My, my pastor, Rex Johnson, used to always say, he'd go, he'd say, he says Bo a lot. He says bow a lot. He said, Bo, Bo, you can make it from our church to heaven. And I said, I know, Brother Rex, I know. He said, I know, but there's some people who think you can't make it from our, to our church. You can make it from your to heaven from this church. And and I wanna just tell you, Bo, y'all can make it to heaven from this church right here. You hear me? God love you. Have a great week. We'll see you Sunday. God bless you.